Leadership File on Premier. It's my joy to welcome you to The Leadership File, uh, the show that aims to help you lead as Christ would have you lead wherever he has placed you. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and whether you listen live on a Sunday or one of the many thousands who catch up via the podcast, it's great that you can join us. National and Christian News has often highlighted the decline in church attendance in the UK, and the Church of England has been seeing some of the saddest trends. But on the Leadership File this week, we consider an initiative that is seeking to reverse this trend and already uh, bearing fruit. Church planting has been part of the Diocese of London's vision for some years. In 2012, the Bishop of London appointed an advisor for church planting, Rick Thorpe, with a remit to encourage and support church planting across deaneries and dioceses. In 2015, Rick became Bishop of Islington and has been dubbed the Bishop for Church Plants. Well, I'm delighted that Bishop Rick is joining me to talk about the leadership element of church planting in London. So welcome, Rick, to the Leadership File. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. Uh, so you come highly commended. Uh, someone recommended you then before I could do anything else uh, about it. Rather, Someone suggested that you must come as a guest. So there's no pressure. <laughs> it's great to be um, on your show. <laughs> so uh, church planting is not something always associated with the church thing, let's say, say straight away. Uh, so how did it become so important within the London churches initially? Well, church planting is something that's been going on for centuries. So if you think about every church was started by someone and uh, often the process by which that started um, is because someone is want to, or a group of people are saying we want to reach a new area, a new place with um, reaching new people with the good news of Jesus. And so we're going to do it in a different way to the, how we've done it before. We're going to start something new in that new place. Um, just since the 60s, I think that's that was coined uh, church planting. And so um, it's been with us for centuries. But I, I guess... Um, more recently, um, we've we've recovered that um, desire to reach out to new new people in new places. So most, re- you know, before that, um, there were huge movements by things like the Anglo-Catholic movement at the end of the 19th century. That um, you know, particularly in East London, um, a lot of the churches there were planted by the Anglo-Catholics, and the daughter church movement after the Second World War, um, just connecting with new communities, um, was also a church plant initiative so um, we're about time for another one um, where we start thinking okay how can we connect with the many people who we're not connecting with at the moment great and I, I came across uh, in researching for this a planning document which um, outlines the different kinds of initiatives which I found helpful so maybe I could read this out and then you could you could sure. comment on the kind of examples that you have of these whether one of these is more popular than others in 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 your work so uh, there's planting from the parish church within the existing parish boundaries there's planting a focused congregation within another parish and then there's developing a struggling church by transferring people from another church into that church, which requires planting into an existing parish church or, and then there's another way, planting a new housing area or development, presumably again from people in an existing church. So have any been particularly prevalent in, in your work in London? Well, I think to start with, you know, my own experience was that I was involved in a um, a 
plant from Holy Trinity Brompton into the east end of London into Tower Hamlets. And we would call that a revitalization. So right. going to an existing parish church that is struggling. So in that setting, there were just 12 people left in the congregation and there were plans to close the church. And the then Bishop of London, Richard Charters said, you know, I don't want to close this church. And he invited Sandy Miller at HTB to uh, send a church plant. And so I went with my family and a number of other people, many moved house um, and some already lived in, in that area already. And we, um, we brought new life to the church and um, through just various um, um, ministries and activities and so on, just began to see the church grow. And um, just with an intention to, to connect with new people in that place. So that was our own experience. And we had the chance to do that again in a few other places in Tower Hamlets. So um, in recent years, that's been quite prevalent in London. But I think there's been um, a desire more recently to diversify um, the ways we're doing it so that we can connect with many, many more people. And London has had a, um, a, a whole breadth of different ways of planting. So, for example, um, planting within a parish church um, in, inside the existing boundaries. If you think about you know, an area, a parish, um, the people who go to the church will be a particular group of people. But um, there are many people in the parish who just probably for a variety of reasons might be interested in faith, but wouldn't necessarily come to um, that particular gathering. They might not relate to the way the services are done or it's in just a geographical location that is inconvenient. And so um, one example of a church that's started to think about that is uh, Hope Church Islington, just um, near, very close to Highbury Corner. And they um, have a, you know, a traditional church building and they have a, a number of services in um, actually two church buildings. But they um, began to realize there were people who, um, for example, you know, uh, go to various places in, in their parish, but would never come, come to their, you know, darken the doors of their own church. So they said, okay, let's map that. Let's explore some of those options. And um, Sarah McDonald, um, one of the assistant uh, leaders at the church of Curate, um, started a church in just a local Costa Coffee shop in uh, the Nags Head Shopping Centre. She has um, you know, many people who would never go to the parish church who have started coming to that, and they are worshipping in their own particular way in a coffee shop in you know a midweek um, evening. So that's one example of um, just thinking about how do you connect with new places in your parish um, in different ways. Um, in terms of uh, planting a congregation in someone else's parish, you know, in in the Church of England we um, do have this parish system, which is um, it, it's an amazing vision to say we, we are interested in every single person who lives in every single place in the country. And so the parishes really are, are set up, designed to, to pray for those people, to think and connect with those people in some way. Uh, but sometimes, um, just because of natural demographics, people, you know, everyone else doesn't really know about those boundaries. <laughs> so um, sometimes there's, there's a need to do something new in another place that just follows where people go. And so one example of um, doing that is that um, actually in Tower Hamlets again, my own experience was that um, we were invited by another parish, Christchurch Isle of Dogs, to send a congregation 
into um, uh, a place that was, uh, you know, a church that was going to close, a daughter church, and be rebuilt. And so it had started meeting in a school. And so um, uh, we were invited to send a congregation to go and do that. So, so about 20 people moved from our church to join about 15 in the other, um, the other location. And they started meeting in a school and then a community center. And that church has really been growing um, and making a difference in that local community. And that demonstrates some of the things that are involved. You know, there's, there's communication between the two parishes. Um, it, it was fantastic in that sense because there was an invitation from that other parish to say, we'd love to have some support to do something new in our own parish. And that's at the heart of, um, you know, when these kind of things work well. Um, to do that legally, you need a, a, a mechanism that's called a bishop's mission order because to do something in someone else's parish in the Anglican Church, you'd need a bishop to be involved right. in that as well. Right, right. So that's a kind of a legal instrument to enable that to happen. And we're able to do those quite easily. But then um, in terms of, you know, developing a struggling church, I've already talked about um, the church in town at St. Paul's Shadwell that I was involved in. There are a number of others in London that um, have been um, involved with that. But planting into a new housing area is an interesting one so if you think in a new area um no one knows each other so um you know all the relationships with people outside that particular housing community and so the first need is not necessarily for a church but it's for people to have a sense of community so that they would start meeting other people in that area and so the job of a church planter in that sense is actually to create community to actually um discern you know on the ground what are the things that are going to draw people together and uh, there's an example of that in Tottenham Hale where there was a desire to build a new church in a new housing area that would uh, you know have a need for a church but before that was even built or being built um, some uh, we partnered with uh, London City Mission and a fantastic couple Andrew and Martina Kwapong um, were the, the, if you like, the missioners on the ground. And they began to form community, began to start various community groups. And there's one person who, who was in that setting who just said um, one day, you know, I, I love this church. And Andrew just said, well, what do you mean? This, we don't, we're not having any church services. And uh, this person just said, well, every time I come to this community group, I feel, you know, I know that you're a Christian leading it and I feel closer to God. And so this is my church. And so they took that as a, an indication. It's about after 16 months that this is the time now to maybe start some focused church services. And they've been doing that ever since. So there, there are various initiatives. And another one would be um, Roy Hutchinson, again, someone who was in London City Mission, who's now ordained in the Anglican Church. And um, he's gone into Cricklewood. Um, where there are huge numbers of new houses being built and they don't have a church building to meet in, so they're meeting in their home and they um, are uh, inviting people over and the number of disciples is growing and they're, um, you know, they're just beginning to say, okay, how can we grow from here? There's no specific place to move into yet. So they're thinking about how they can multiply the group that meets in their home um, to other homes perhaps or even going on multiple nights and as as they develop uh, the number of groups then they're beginning to form um, what is the the heart of a new church um, that will become at some stage it'll find a place to 
um, to be able to meet in that will you know look more like what we might see elsewhere. So um, in all of these things, there are just many different ways of doing new churches. And from a London point of view, we're beginning to say, okay, let's have a strategy for developing particular kinds of ways of doing church in different ways, um, put energy behind them, put training behind that, um, find the people who are already doing it well so that they can coach others and um, really see um, a strategic development of, of new churches um, across the London area. Oh, that's, that's really terrific to hear. Well, you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Bishop Rick Thorpe, the Bishop of Inchlington. We're talking about church planting, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Bishop Rick Thorpe, the Bishop of Islington, uh, who's uh, for some years uh, been involved in, in church planting, initially as the advisor for church planting uh, under the Bishop of London, and now um, Bishop of Islington himself. Uh, we're talking particularly about uh, how London is uh, seeing uh, church planting very much been on the agenda for some years and about the the, the different types of church plant um but uh, rick uh, i don't know quite how the, the kind of genesis of an idea comes do people typically come to you vicars come to you or individuals come to you initially uh, what makes uh, for a good idea in terms of a church plant thank you andy well one of the ways that we have been trying to uh, develop ideas like this is by going to groups of churches in the church and we call that a deanery so right. that's some um, churches in perhaps a borough or something coterminous with that and just beginning to start asking this question who are the people you're not reaching and um, when churches begin to answer that question we, we do that using maps on the ground you know we get people you know quite large um three meter by three meter maps and people scribbling on on the, the identifying groups of people they're not reaching and then um beginning to ask the question well what would you like to do about it and these deaneries will come up with a short list of um ideas that they'd like to um try out and um we then take those ideas and begin to develop them and some of them uh, don't last very long you know they're, they're tested and they, it seems well that's just going to be too much energy or effort or money or whatever but there are others that um, just seem to be uh, you know the right thing that we should be pursuing um, in my uh, former one of my former careers I was a chemical engineer and so I think a lot about um, uh, flow and pipes and so on. So we have um, a pipeline that we think about where the idea um, for a plant comes in at one end of the pipe. And then there are various inputs that we, where we develop that idea um, before it actually comes out of the pipe, if we like using that example, that image right, right, um, right. as a plant. And so the f the, there are four ways that we develop that idea. The first one is we, we do a consultancy. So we have people who have done this kind of thing a lot before and um, they take the idea and begin to ask questions of, of the people who've got that idea to help them to think through how to develop that idea to, um, to almost begin to start forming it um, more, um, you know, more solidly. Um, then we assign a coach with that person, someone who might give a monthly call to help them as they develop those ideas, develop the, um, the principles involved. Then we um, invite them onto a training course. We have something called the church planting course that is uh, a course to develop the, the way, the strategy by which they're going to actually um, plant this church. And then off the back of that, um, there's a presentation 
um, at the end of the course where people present to an expert panel and that panel is then empowered to recommend uh, funding for um, that plant and so you know for Anglican churches in the Diocese of London we, we, we put those um, inputs in place that the consultancy the coaching the training the funding um, all to you know to take that idea from something which is just you know literally an idea to something that becomes a reality and we found that you know when I planted um, in 2005 there, there, were hardly, there was hardly anything at all people weren't thinking in this way um, and now we we increase the ability of that plant to be a success by having those kind of inputs and so um, you know we found that the, you know what's the best way of having a good chance of success it's really if the planter is open to um, being trained is open to being helped and supported um, then we're able to put all these things around them to be able to do that so that's that's how we're doing it anyway oh, sounds, sounds fabulous yeah and uh, we're assuming in this that, um, that obviously church plants are, are, are leading to you know increased numbers of people coming to to faith in Jesus um, I've seen some stats that suggest that indeed church plants are often more vigorous in their growth than maybe even larger congregations percentage wise in terms of the the numbers are coming to faith compared to the numbers who are involved in the plant yeah so it, it, in a way it's not surprising because with with a church that is starting from scratch one of the things is they have a lot of energy to try to make it work. So they're going to be, everything about them is outward facing. Everything about them is trying to recruit people, trying to um, reach out to people who've never been to church before to say, would you like to come and find out what it's all about? And the energy of a new church plant is um, going to uh, be thinking, you know, almost totally around people who aren't coming to them. And and so that's why they do experience um, high growth, and they do experience um, you know higher numbers of people who are outside the church coming to them. Inevitably, there'll be some people who um, are drawn to a church like that from you know who would be Christians already, and they would um, be excited about the vision of that. But um, you know. One of the things for, that a traditional church or an existing church might need to do sometimes is to um, is to start thinking how can we introduce a new energy around looking outwards, and it might be actually even applying um, church planting thinking by, for example, starting a new congregation right. or um, doing something in a new place within their parish. Straight away, they're they're beginning to start thinking, well, what do we do? How do we get new people into this? How can we? And th- that energy will produce. Um, fruit of some kind so um, it, it is it is very simply sometimes a matter of survival just to say if we don't grow we will fail so yeah. um, that uh, that energy leads to growth yeah and key things you've learned over the years Rick wow um, <laughs> so give me um, a top top couple perhaps <laughs> yeah so I, I think the the first thing is being prepared to learn so if you know i've seen many people try something um without you know thinking they can do it on their own and um not receiving the masses of help that's around and the masses of learning that's around and um sometimes people just really stumble in so many ways because they're not um getting that outside coaching or support or advice so that'll be one thing um the second is uh really thinking about the context where you're planting so um the church that you've come from 
might be very different to the kind of um, context that you're going to. And so there are, some, there are things about understanding the needs of that um, new place, the, the kind of feel of that new place, the kinds of people who are in that new place, where you will need to adapt um, your methodology in order to connect well with those people. I think, you know, I wouldn't change the message at all, but perhaps the packaging of that message um, is uh, very, very important to consider. And so, you know, those two things, are an ability to learn, an ability to acquire thinking and, and knowledge and um, understanding um, from others is critical. And also the really the, the uh, the thinking of the contextualization of what you're doing is also absolutely vital. May I say a third one? Please do. Third yes. one is not going on your own, going with a right. team. Right. You right. Know, to, the, the thing about having a team from, from the moment you start is that you are um, already leading through others. And one of the things that um, churches will often grow to a certain size because the leader, or that's, that size is limited to the leadership capacity of that leader. Um, and so... Um, you know, if you want to grow beyond that capacity, you need to involve other leaders um, that you are training and, and giving um, responsibility to so that they can lead um, other groups of people. And so if you start with a team, straight away you're giving away responsibility, you're delegating, you're um, empowering others to reach other people. And it means that you're not doing everything yourself. And, you know, if you with a team, it's more fun. Um, you are um, discerning something together you're able to support each other and you're able to do far more than you would be able to do on your own yeah. well, final question Rick is uh, I understand there are initiatives nationwide for the planting of churches across the Church of England yes. um, do, do they have support of folk like you um, the kind of process that you suggested are some of them yeah so in the Church of England it's a um, the Church of England is 42 dioceses who are all linked together. Um, and in a way, that's 42 different uh, you know, groups of people who are um, reaching their own areas. And they, they're all autonomous. They choose their own way and develop their own strategies. Um, one of the things that uh, we're seeing is a greater desire. As, as the institutional church is in decline, um, there are desire, there's a growing desire from the institution to say, how can we do new things? Um, how can we reach new people? Particularly, how can we grow the church and how can we reach um, the poor? And so um, with those questions comes you know, a lot of new energy and new um, vision in each of these dioceses. My own particular role is that when it was set up by the Bishop of London was to say, yes, this is a role for London, but it's also something which is available if other dioceses want to um, draw on um, experience or consultancy and so on, then they can do that. So I am actually involved in the majority of uh, dioceses around the country. I spend about half my time uh, traveling to other dioceses at the invitation of their bishops. Um, so, for example, I was in Birmingham on um, on Saturday and uh, I've just been involved in um, an interview in Bradford um, this morning and so you know, just a whole range of dioceses are beginning to engage in these questions and my role is really to support them in that um, there's a lot of common grounds but also each diocese um, has particular emphases where they want to um, uh, again that contextualization question about doing things in particular places it does look slightly different in in many places but I think a lot of the um, 
the thinking, the baseline thinking is very similar in terms of, you know, beginning to think about new people and new places, doing things in new ways, the kind of energy you need to be able to do that, the uh, the kinds of people who will need to lead those kind of initiatives might be different to the uh, people who are ex- leading existing um, churches. And there's, a, there's just a greater desire for collaboration and learning from each other. Um, we're all involved in something new, you know, trying to apply this, you know, we've learned so much from other denominations and other churches all around the world and we're trying to work out for ourselves how can we do this in England how can we reach the people of England um, so that everyone gets to hear um, the amazing message of Jesus Christ so um, yeah we'll do everything we can to help everyone that we can and so that's part of that's really what we're about no, well, that's terrific. Well, thank you. Uh, time has defeated us, but thank you so much for for sharing and for you know for being one of those who are uh, helping to to change the the declining trend in in church attendance. And uh, that's that's good for the kingdom and good for good for the UK. So thank you so much. Thanks, Andy, very much. So you're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined by Bishop Rick Thorpe, uh, Bishop of Islington. Uh, do log on to uh, Premier's website and you can get archived versions of the Leadership File, including this one in due course. Uh, whether you listen on podcast or listen live, I look forward to your company again next Sunday. God bless. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.